electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. I'm going to look at two banks here because they're both getting crushed this morning. The first one you were referring to, Silvergate Capital, its massive bet on crypto continues to unravel. And the other one is Silicon Valley Bank, which is very much tied to the tech startup ecosystem. Let me get into the first Silvergate Capital. As you can see, shares are down another 20 percent today. As it says, it'll shut down amid the route in crypto and followed at some of its highest profile customers. What is different about Silvergate, though, than, say, an FTX or a Genesis? is that Silvergate is not a crypto-native company. This is a traditional FDIC-insured mainstream bank that made a huge bet on crypto. And when the winter hit, it sparked a run that forced it to sell assets at a loss to cover withdrawals. With its liquidation, the crypto ecosystem, well, it loses the so-called rails or the infrastructure that connected the traditional financial system, the real-world financial system, to the crypto, the digital sector. So that further separation has hit Bitcoin as well, perhaps ironically. Remember, this is supposed to be a decentralized currency. But what this shows us is that part of its proposition is tied to its integration with traditional finance. The other one I want to talk about, Silicon Valley Bank. I know you guys have been watching this as well. This is a bank at the heart of the venture capital ecosystem, falling 40 percent today on worries about that ecosystem. So as startups raise less money and burn through it faster, SVB feels that in its deposit growth. Here's Greg Becker, the CEO of SVB, a few weeks ago on Tech Check. What we are expecting to see in 23, first half, actually in venture capital, actually a little bit more of a decline, even than what we saw in the fourth quarter. But the second half was going to kind of create that, that modest improvement and really set the stage for a better, better 24. So, so we're, we're optimistic because our crystal ball is a little clearer than it was in okay. the third quarter last year. But maybe not clear enough. In its mid-quarter update yesterday, the bank said that client cash burn remains about two times higher than pre-2021 levels, and it has not adjusted to the slower fundraising environment. As a result, the bank announced plans to sell more than $2 billion in shares to shore up its capital base. Some could argue, though, guys, this is a stock that's down 40 percent, and you could argue that it's a little overdone today. Just 3 percent of total loans are to the earliest stage companies, and the majority are capital call lines that private equity and venture capital investors can draw on before they get cash from LP. So it is a very big move. It's down about 70 percent in the last 12 months, alongside the frozen IPO market and this tough fundraising and cash burn environment for startups. Yeah, it's a great point about a number of the financials that recently have actually given uh, guidance at conferences, uh, and it hasn't been that bearish, but we're keeping an eye on it, obviously. It's a turn in the credit cycle. Quickly. It's higher rates, and, it, and then it hits some of the vulnerable banks like this. Yeah. If, you're, if you're a depositor at some of these banks right now, you've got to be freaking out because these are some pretty intense moves. Yeah. Well, Powell talked about run risk in crypto specifically. Well, the talks may be extremely early. And the other point, they may not actually get that much for it. But let me give you the background. Uber potentially looking at divesting its freight business to streamline the business, its core business, and boost margins, something that has really been a cornerstone of CEO Darvar Khosrowshahi's leadership at the gig company. Uh, for consideration, a spinoff or sale, as Kelly said, 
Uber Freight was created way back in 2017, and it was bolstered by an acquisition in 2021. Separate from Uber's core of connecting drivers with passengers, this unit is all about logistics, connecting truckers with shippers, acting as a middleman in the long-haul trucking sector, which, as we know, has been under pressure over the last few years. So now Uber may be looking to monetize that investment as it refocuses on its core businesses of ride-hailing and food delivery. If it does happen, and again, I hear that this is a long shot in the current environment, It really tells the story of tech over the last few years. Back in 2017, Uber was synonymous with disruption, selling its vision of being the future of moving things and people, cars, yes, but also food, bicycles, trucks, helicopters, even self-driving cars. Now, however, investors, they want cash flow, margins, cost cuts, not those moonshots. And CEO Dara Khazar Shahi, he's a lot more tuned into that Wall Street sentiment than former CEO and founder Travis Kalanick. He was all about disruption and moonshots. Khazar Shahi was actually one of the first leaders within tech to see this shift coming, talking cost cuts, slashing spending a year ago, months before other CEOs found their religion. He said at the time, the market is experiencing a seismic shift and we need to act accordingly. That was in a letter to employees that I got a hold of nearly a year ago now. That said, Uber is still deeply, deeply unprofitable on a gap basis. Selling or spinning off freight, Kelly, that would help pay down some nearly $12 billion in debt. And it would stem losses that freight is contributing to the bottom line. Because even on that unit economics, that adjusted EBITDA basis, that unit is still losing money. And I mean, obviously, if you run Uber, you're looking around at Zuckerberg's year of efficiency, what Musk is doing, what sale, you know, and you, you're getting the, the memo here. So the market that Deirdre implies they want them to go further. Does that mean raising prices or are they just going to try to wait it out for a softer labor market? Because I know he recently made some comments about how, you know, they are seeing more drivers come into their labor force. And I think he said it was maybe inflation driven. Um, but yeah. if that helps, you know, kind of bring their costs down. In terms of that supply and getting drivers back onto the app, Uber's had success. They saw that coming versus, say, a Lyft, which was kind of shocking last quarter, which some called the worst earnings call they'd ever heard of. It really caught them by surprise. So Uber has already sort of achieved this better efficiency, at least as you can see it in those unit economics. But quite frankly, Kelly, there's not a whole lot left to spin off. Remember, um, it kind of spun off its self-driving car units, spun off scooters and e-bikes. So freight is one of those things that is left. But I'm looking at a note here from the street, Bank of America. They think it could sell at one times 2024 estimated revenue, implying a segment value of less than $8 billion. Hmm. They've already taken investment in this unit. So it's unsure how much they would get for it, especially in this market environment, especially with the trucking backdrop. Dear Jabosa, thank you. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with durable colors that last all season with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done.